And we are off and running. Start your Sunday, KCOU 88.1. Harrison Vatnick alongside Garrett Pave joining me from Nashville, Tennessee. Hopefully not as much audio technical difficulty problems as last week, but man, what a night of sports. After a pretty lackluster last couple of days, what a night. Garrett, welcome in. Yeah, thank you, Harrison. It's been, uh, as you said, a crazy night. Just ended up watching two great games, the <clears throat> Dolphins, Raiders, and Coastal Carolina and Liberty. We're getting a taste of both college football thrills and NFL thrills. Both seasons just getting going. Unbelievable week of football, unbelievable day of football. Cannot wait to break it all down with you guys. Honored to be on here again. I got to love it. All right, and we'll have the full preview of the college football playoff coming up this upcoming week and the NFL Week 16 slate along with the four games that have happened so far. Let's let's start with oh, – I don't even know. Like, those two games just now were absolutely wild. Let's start with college football. We'll, we'll hop into uh, the, the two games that we saw tonight. Let's talk a little bit about the college football playoff. If you're waiting for the Dolphins-Raiders reaction, you're going to have to wait just a few minutes. Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama, Notre Dame. Those are the matchups we got this year's college football playoff. The rematch of Clemson and Ohio State we saw in last year's Fiesta Bowl, the thriller down in the desert, the 29-23 comeback win for Trevor Lawrence. And now we get the rematch in, in New Orleans at the Sugar Bowl. What are we thinking about in this game? Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a good game right now are underestimated the end of their season, especially against Northwestern in that Big Ten championship. Um, I think this one's going to be closer, though. I think it's going to be closer than most people think. I think the key for Ohio State in this game is can you make a few stops on defense? And also, can Justin Fields keep up with the pace of Trevor Lawrence? We know Trevor Lawrence he can put up 500 yards and score 60 points. It can happen. So the question is, can Justin Fields replicate that? Of course, Trey Sermon, a big 331-yard game against Northwestern, a great defense. Um, but I think for, again, I think for Ohio State, it's you got to keep the pace because if you let Clemson get off to a hurt, we saw that against Notre Dame, it will not end well. But I, I think it's going to be close. I think a lot of people think Ohio State might get run out of the building. I think they'll keep them close. They can compete with anybody in the country on any given day. So I think it's going to be close, but I think – I just think it's hard to beat Trevor Lawrence, man. Trevor Lawrence has been the X factor for now three years at Clemson. Um, and how do you slow him down? I don't think Ohio State can. I think they got to keep pace, but I don't think they can slow Trevor Lawrence down. So here, here's my thoughts on this game, and I'm going to use an analogy from another sport. So back in 2014, Kentucky and Wisconsin played in the final four down in Dallas in a game that was back and forth the whole way. And Kentucky won on a last second uh, game winning shot by Aaron Harrison. And then Wisconsin heartbreaking loss, basically thought about that the entire year, came back the next year, played Kentucky when they were undefeated in the final four. Kentucky was the number one team in the nation the whole year long, seven NBA players, all of that. And then they get to that point and Wisconsin finally gets their rematch that they've been waiting for all year, f fired up and they upset Kentucky. And for some reason, that's the vibes I'm getting with this game. I think that Ohio state has been just thinking about this rematch with Clemson all year long. Been thinking about, you know, I want, we want to get one more chance 
at the Tigers, at the champs. Well, actually, they are not the champs. They won 2018 National Championship, 2019 to LSU. But a team who has been yeah. unstoppable the last two years other than running into one of the best college football teams of all time. I just think there's just this emotion and the fired up that Ohio State has right now. And, you know, Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson players yep. talking a lot of trash. You see in these little – in the quotes in there, you see Dabo taking subtle shots at Ohio State and Ryan Day and, you know, Justin Fields and all that. And I just – I feel like this has the makings of a possible Ohio State upset. And that's – I'm actually going to go on a limb. I'm going to pick Ohio State's upset Clemson in the Sugar Bowl. It's just because of that factor because I know Ohio State – this is assuming Chris Olave is back. Mm. If Chris Olave is not going yeah, to play that's true, that yeah. semifinal, they're going to have a load of trouble because Garrett Wilson is a great receiver. Yep. But yep. he can't be their only player. They're going to need – Yeah. Go on. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to see more from Justin Fields. Um, you talk about, you know, this being a really good opportunity for Ohio. I said, I actually like your pick. Pitt, Clemson, but I think Ohio State, you're right. They have all the, they have a lot of, because they're motivated. Clemson, you're right. Dabo has been taking shots. I want to see more from Justin Fields. He's looked very, how can he utilize the run game? He's a mobile quarterback. He might not be as mobile as some of the other guys in the country, but against Brett, Brett Venable, as we know, Venables is one of the best defensive minds in all of college football. He's going to throw different look fields the entire game. So how can Justin Fields utilize the run game to open up the pass game? And like we said, if Chris Olave is not playing, this will be a tough night. But if he is playing and Justin Fields can big, I just think – I don't know how you outscore Trevor Lawrence in that offense. I just think it's going to be tough. Because what we saw with obviously in the one game, weapons, Travis Etienne and Mario Rogers, but I think it's close. Because what we saw with the one game that uh, Etienne, or not Etienne, what Olave didn't play in the uh, Big Ten Championship against Northwestern, you know, Fields was held to what it was 110 yards, a couple interceptions. Mm-hmm. I don't think he threw a touchdown pass in that game. Yeah, it's like 110 yards. Yeah, he is. That is so important to that offense is Chris Olave. But I'm going to. I'm going to assume he's going to play in this game. I don't know the official word. I've heard that he is, but, you know, know, the season, it's hour by hour this college football season. Olave opens up the field for Garrett Wilson for their tight end and Trey Sermon, who ran for, what was it, 300 yards? Mm -hmm. Something crazy against uh, Northwestern, the Big Ten. Yeah, 331 yards. Yeah, and they all, 331. They, what was it, the Big Ten championship record. And they also have uh, Master Teague the third and, you know, that defense, it's getting better as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. It had some flashes against Northwestern. But I think that it's just this motivation factor from Ohio State. And I think Fields, he's been thinking about, there's been the comparisons between Fields and Lawrence all season long and how uh, Justin Fields is just nowhere close to Trevor Lawrence. I think he's been thinking about this also. And I think I'm going to take Ohio State to beat Clemson. going to be not as high scoring as the one last year in the desert. I'm going to take Similar score, Ohio State to beat Clemson 27-24. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be this low-scoring thriller down in the Sugar Bowl. Garrett, what? give me your prediction. Yeah, I like that pick. Right now, it has Clemson a 7.5-point favorite. Also, interesting enough, a 66.5 over-under. I agree. I think the lower-scoring game will step up. 
I, th- you know what, like I said, I'm going to take Clemson, but I think Clemson wins. You know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to say very similar to the last year. I'm going to go 27 to 20. I think okay. they do win by a touchdown. I think that spreads pretty You know, it, it is one of those games with Ohio State. You have to wait and see um, if Alave is playing. They had 22 guys out against Northwest. Incredible. So for Ohio State, of course, we don't know much right now, but for Ohio State, it's who's getting healthy, who's able to play, and if they get their roster back, guys, but there just is some part for concern of the way they've us at times where they play this year against Indiana, who's the best team on their schedule. So far. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be by. And I am super excited to watch see if Fields can get his remembrance place too against that Ohio State defense. Yeah, uh, give me an X factor on one of these teams that you think maybe not a superstar name, not the Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Chris Olave, Travis Etienne, but a player who could make a difference in this game. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a guy you talked about a little bit, Harrison. Uh, Braden Gall- Galloway, uh, the tight yeah. end for Clemson. Uh, we talk about Clemson not utilizing tight ends much um, in the recent years. This year, Braden Galloway, Braden Galloway uh, really has established himself as a top tight end. I mean, he, here's what Gall- Galloway does. I keep saying Gall- Galloway. He can block well. He's also a really good route runner, really good receiver. I think they're going to use him well. Ohio State, uh, we'll see it this year. They are prone to struggle against the pass game. Yep. Michael Penix Jr., over 500 yards, actually 500 yards against that Ohio State defense. I think Galloway is a phenomenal weapon, especially in the red zone, because as we know, Clemson, their red zone efficiency is one of the best in the country. I think it's top five. If they use Galloway in the room, he's going to make – I think he's a guy to look for X factor for Clemson right now. I, I'm going to go with one on each team. The safety for Clemson, Nolan Turner, he's a senior. He had the interception last year off Justin Fields. Yep. And he had also an interception in the semifinal against Notre Dame in 2018 in the Cotton Bowl. I think that Ohio State likes, obviously, downfield passing, one of the most efficient teams when it comes to that in the country with Wilson and Olave. I think yep. that if Turner can help take away those big plays, they love going down the seam to Olave and Wilson. I think he is a huge difference maker there. I'm going to go the opposite side. Julian Fleming for Ohio State, their true freshman receiver, had three catches all season before the Big Ten championship game, caught four. Yep. If Olave doesn't play or if maybe Clemson's great secondary is locking down both Wilson and Olave, you could watch for Julian Fleming to make some plays down the middle. He's a slot receiver, not a huge guy, but does do a yep. good job getting open. Hmm. And hey, can I do one more for Ohio? Can I do one for Ohio State? Go ahead, man. All right. This is a little interesting. I, you know what? My X factor for Ohio State, it, it's not going to be a player. Uh, it's Ryan Day for me. I think I know he's a household name, but I think Ryan Day, he is so motivated for this game, as you mentioned. I saw a video of him in the locker I typed up after that win, the Big Ten field. He's ready. So I think the X factor is how can he get his team up ready for this game and also the play calling. I think he's got to be really smart in this game, picking apart that Clemson defense. As we know, Ryan Day was the offensive coordinator under Urban Meyer. So how does Ryan Day use his weapons he's got? How does he use Trey Sermon again? Trey Sermon's been fairly quiet this year. He's been a good back, finally broke out against Northwestern. How does Ryan Day utilize his weapons to pick apart this defense? I think he really is. Their success starts with him, and their ability to win starts with him.
Yeah, this is going to be just an outstanding game. One of the most highly anticipated uh, semifinal games, I think, in a while, maybe since the last year's game. Mm-hmm. Let's talk the other game that yep. really hasn't been as highly anticipated. Alabama entering as a huge favorite against Notre Dame, one of the largest spreads in all of the history of the college football playoff. They're a 20-point favorite right now against Notre Dame. They played in the 2012 National Championship not too far from here in Miami, a 42-14 roll for the rolling tide, the roll tide, as I should say. How is this game going to go? Is it going to be similar to that game in Miami? This, this Notre Dame team, they weren't great against Clemson we talked about last, last Saturday, no. last Sunday morning. Do they get it done this time? Do they pull off a major upset down in Dallas? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't see it. I, I think that game against Clemson was uh, very telling. Uh, I think Notre Dame, here's my concern about Notre Dame. Alabama is probably going to put up 40 points again, maybe, you know, upward of, I mean, upwards of 40. My concern for Notre Dame is can Notre Dame keep the pace offensively with Alabama? And I don't think they can. I mean, they scored 48 against Clemson in their meeting in the regular season and then proceed to score 10, seven of which were junk, junk points in the late fourth quarter. So they really only scored three points against a true Clemson defense, which is good, not great, good. So my concern for Notre Dame is I don't think they can keep the pace. I don't think they can keep up with Mac Jones, Najee, Devontae Smith, and those guys in the offensive side of the ball, and maybe even Jalen Waddell, who's coming back. I, don't I, know. I, I really hope Jalen Waddell I just don't think Notre Dame. I hope I really hope we get to see Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I do too. I I just don't think you know. I think twenty points. You know, everybody thinks it's going to be more. I think it's going to be similar to the Florida game. I think Notre Dame will keep Notre the spread have, under twenty. I don't think Notre Dame has that offense though. I don't think they have. Florida has an an electric offense. I don't think. I think that, so too. But I, I, there you go. I don't think that they can't keep up with what Florida did. Though with all the weapons that Florida has, Notre Dame hasn't been that team this year. Like yep. we talk about their big scoring games, they scored fifty-two mm-hmm. against South Florida back on September nineteenth. They had the forty-five yep. against Pittsburgh. Everyone scores forty-five against Pittsburgh. Uh, mm-hmm. They did have the forty-seven double overtime against Clemson back in early November, but like the forty-five against Boston College, yep. forty-five against Syracuse. Yes, they could. They have put up these numbers, but look at against the mm-hmm. teams when they've played the better defensive teams. Thirty-one against North Carolina. Okay, mm-hmm. they had 12 points against Louisville in just a game that was yeah. super weird. And then last week against Clemson, they scored 10 points. I'm just not sure this team has the consistency on offense to keep up with Alabama because we know if Alabama doesn't score 50 points in this game, mm-hmm. there's like a problem. I think Alabama scored 50 in four straight yeah. games. Yeah. Florida has a decent defense also. Florida f- forced one stop the entire game, and it was an interception yep. from Mac Jones in which I forget the, 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 the cornerback. Yeah, yeah. yeah Trey Dean. Troy Dean, yes. He fumbled the ball. That was the only time they were able to stop Alabama the whole game. So I, I don't see any scenario. I could be very wrong about this, but I just don't see any scenario where this game is even remotely close. What about you? You know, I'm going to go kind of – I'm going to say this too. I think for me, in my opinion, it's more of not how Notre Dame's offense shows up. To me, it's how Alabama's defense shows up. I think if we see the Alabama defense that held Auburn to 13 – LSU to 17, Kentucky to three, Mississippi State to zero, then I think you're right. Then I think it's a, a bloodbath, and I think Alabama runs away, beats them by 30-plus. But if it's that defense that showed up – I mean, I know Florida has a good offense. Don't get me wrong. I know that the beginning of the season they weren't as good. But, I mean, 
this is a defense that gave up 24 points against Stetson Bennett, who I know is, I mean, yeah, 24 what, is not. Stetson Bennett do nowadays. Yeah, but I mean, Stetson Bennett's not a great quarterback. So I think, you know, I, I think it's just a matter of where does Alabama's defense shows up. Um, and you know what? I think I am going to kind of switch around. I do think that Alabama, you know, I think they'll cover the spread. I, you know, I, I was looking at some stats just now while you were talking, but I just don't know. Again, I think the key is Alabama defensively. They've been good this year at times. They've also been really, really bad, and they've done really well against Arkansas. They had eight sacks. So if they get pressure on Ian Book, his life's going to be difficult because when Clemson played Notre Dame in that ACC championship, you saw how uncomfortable Ian Book looked. Ian Book looked. And then when he looked uncomfortable, Kyron Williams couldn't make a play because they're one-dimensional. So I – you know, I think Notre Dame's defense. I think they. You go, Notre Dame's gonna have to run the ball. Florida. We just talked about last week. Uh, their leading rusher was um, Emory Jones. Emory Jones. Jones. Emory Jones is the leading yeah. rusher. They need Kyron Williams to go upwards of 100 yards in this game. And you don't yeah. think Nick Saban yeah. is gonna be angry with this defense for giving up 46 points to Florida? The last time I think Nick Saban's defense gave up 46 points was probably one of those national championship losses or some yeah. kind of playoff loss. No, I think it was the, the LSU game last year. They gave up about 51 points. Yeah. They, I, you know, I think Nick Saban, they're going to, even though they're the number one seed and they coming off an SEC championship and an undefeated season, Alabama is going to be playing angry. Nick's, yeah, they are. the expectation that Alabama locker room, that Alabama football program is not to give up yep. 46 points to the Florida Gators. No, no way. That's why, that's why I think we're going to see an angry Alabama defense against a pretty helpless Notre Dame offense. Notre Dame, they had momentum early in that Clemson game in the semifinal or the mm-hmm. ACC championship, rather. And they go down the field up three, nothing, miss a chip shot field goal. And then the floodgates open from there. I, yep. I don't see it from Notre Dame's perspective. We've gone, what, 20 minutes in the show. We haven't even mentioned the man who's yeah. the Heisman favorite, Devontae Smith, 98 catches, 1,511 yards, 17 touchdowns, also a rushing touchdown. <clears throat> who's Notre Dame? Who's going to guard Devontae Smith? No on one. No one. They, they had trouble guarding Amari Rodgers, who's a good receiver, and you know who else with Galloway, but they haven't seen anybody like Devontae Smith all no. so long. I it's gonna be and the one time they faced and you know, Clemson with their good receiving core was when DJ yep. Ugagale was the the starter. Mac Jones and Devontae Smith are gonna be lighting up an indoor stadium. It's yep. just I yep. I'm picking Alabama to win this game 45-10. What about you? Yeah, I, I think they're gonna feast too. I mean, when Devontae Smith is uh, probably the most well, he not probably he is the most dynamic and most versatile player in the entire country. I think they're going to put up 52 points on Notre Dame. Um, I think Notre Dame, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll give them 21 points. Uh, I think they'll score 21. 21. I think there'll be some late junk points. But um, I, I think you're spot on. I, I just think, you know, you, you look at, I don't really, you know, you look at down the stretch, Notre Dame, their games, they've just gotten progressively worse, offensively especially. I mean, just – like you said, 12 points against Louisville. I mean, Louisville is not by any stretch of the imagination good this year. Um, and Alabama, uh, I mean, again, their defense did not show up, but I think Saban is. He's going to chew into them. I, I think they. I think Alabama wins 52-21. I think that's going to kind of shut up this Notre Dame hype that's been going on for a few years now. I mean, they were in the play- playoff a few years ago, and everybody was upset. I think they're going to be upset again after they see what happens 
this year on January 1st. And it wasn't – it was basically just the Florida game where that Bama defense played bad. Against everyone yes. else they played this year was a strong performance. LSU, yep. Tennessee, Texas A&M. Texas A&M was a number five team in the country. I think they only scored 20 points yep. in that game. It was just the Florida game where the Bama defense was exposed, but, which is why I think they'll come out playing angry. Do you have a score prediction? Uh, yeah, for, for the game? Yeah. Yeah, I say I'll go. I'll go fifty-two twenty-one, okay. um, Alabama. But here, here's one thing I want to say too. I, I think this is something people don't realize. This Alabama defense statistically has not been bad this year, right? They had a couple of bad games. Florida was bad. Ole Miss, Ole Miss was bad. Yeah, I about the Ole Miss but thing. I think the reason I think the reason they're not getting as much talk this year, they don't have the big name guys they've had in the past, right? Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. I mean, they haven't had. They don't have those guys, Quentin Williams, on their defense this year. They're a solid unit. They don't have any standouts besides maybe Dylan Moses and Patrick Sertain. Those are the only two guys I can think of that really are the big standouts. But this defense, they're a quiet, solid unit. They are. They're not flashy, but they're solid. And I think if they play solid, they'll hold Notre Dame to even less than 21. But I'll give Notre Dame 21, but I think Alabama wins 52 Okay, so our score predictions for the playoff are you think Notre Dame's, Alabama's going to beat Notre Dame 52-21 and Clemson will beat Notre Dame 27-20. I am going with yep. an Alabama 45-10 win and a Ohio State 27-24 upset. Would you be shocked if we see Notre Dame and Ohio State in the national championship? On a scale of 1 to 10, how surprised would you be if we see the Irish and the Buckeyes playing for the national championship? Uh, Harrison, we will see – Notre Dame and Ohio State play when pigs can fly. I, I don't think it happens anytime soon. I think – I mean, you know what? I'll give Ohio State a legitimate shot. I think Ohio, Ohio State, State has, could be Clemson. Ohio yeah, State has a – I think they got a shot. shot. Man, I, these are, these are, I just don't see Notre Dame. Yeah, this Alabama and Clemson team are historically good, which is why we're still giving Notre Dame a shot – or we're giving yeah. Ohio State a shot. Excuse me. We're giving Notre Dame zero shot. If Notre Dame wins yeah. this game, Garrett and I will come on next Saturday and give a formal, formal apology to Coach Brian Kelly. Yes, and we will. Notre Dame. I uh, hey program. I will. I will send a written apology to the University of Notre Dame, apologizing for my wrong sayings. I, I just don't see it happening. There's no way Notre Dame Alabama is going Alabama. to keep Alabama. If Notre Dame beats Alabama next, was it next <laughs> Friday? Yeah. It would be the greatest win in the 150-year history of Notre Dame, or however long oh, yeah. they're playing in Southland. This would be the greatest win in the history of that program. And we were right before the national championship. I think Garrett and I will come on the show wearing the green and blue or whatever they wear. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's talk for a second about uh, some of these New Year's Six Bowl games. Florida's playing yep. Oklahoma down in the Cotton Bowl. Iowa State's playing Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. UNC, Texas A&M, the Orange Bowl. Georgia, Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl. Just fly through what you think of these games. All right. So which one do you want to go first? Let's do let's do Florida, Oklahoma. A game we're gonna see a lot of points in. Kyle Trask in that Florida offense. No Kyle Pitts, though he's opted out. Again, against Oklahoma, who is my opinion, the hottest team outside of Clemson or Alabama. They I think all their top guys are playing. Spencer Rattler is looking really good. They're playing in Dallas, which is gonna be a virtual Oklahoma home game. We've seen what this Florida yep. offense looks like without Kyle Pitts. What do you think happens in this game? I personally, this is 
maybe my favorite bowl game of the entire season, including the college playoff. So intriguing. These two offenses are just historic. They're unbelievable. Spencer Radler has finally settled in his role as a starting back for Oklahoma. And Kyle Trask, a Heisman season, he really is. But, you know, something I want to point out. This is a quote from Florida linebacker James Houston. He said this a couple of ago. They asked about Oklahoma, but they're not on our level. Not the SEC. They're not the Florida Gators. We should put on a good show. Florida has been talking this entire year. Dan Mullen did it against Alabama. He said about the playoffs, we'll see after we win on Saturday. They have been chirping all year, and it has not helped them. I think Florida has to be really careful in this game. Oklahoma is hot at the right time. Their defense, led by Ronnie Perkins, is getting hot at the right time. You know, I love this Florida offense. Florida's a three-point favorite, but I'm going to take the Sooners. I think they are hot right now. They're playing in Dallas. It's close to their home stadium. I think Oklahoma wins. I think they win by a touchdown. They're angry. They're motivated. Florida has been chirping. They've been talking all week. That's all Oklahoma's heard. They've stayed quiet. And Lincoln Riley, he can coach. And I think their defense this year being better is the X factor. I'm not sure how much they'll stop Kyle Trask, but I think Spencer Radler has finally settled in. I think Oklahoma will win by a touchdown. I really do. I I agree. And uh, I think – has Oklahoma won a bowl game under Lincoln Riley yet? I don't, I don't think, think so, man. They've been it's been bad. What bowl game were they in the year after the loss to Clemson? They lost. The yeah, Clemson. they got. Well, they got killed. They got yeah. What was the? They got beat by Clemson. Um, last year they ball. lost. Between, was between last year they uh, smoked by LSU. Was I? I don't. Yeah, so they beat. Riley, okay, they beat Auburn. Clemson. That was 2016. They beat him in the Sugar Bowl. The 2016. Oh, yes. Okay. They lost. To, was that a – was – I don't – I think – I think Lincoln Riley's first year – Lincoln Riley's first year was the Baker year. So, this was – this would be the first time that they – this would be the first yeah. bowl win for Lincoln Riley as the Oklahoma yeah, right. coach. I, I The Florida offense we've seen is completely different without Kyle Pitts. Oklahoma, we mentioned, since their loss to – who is it? Iowa State. Also, yeah, it was the Kansas State, then Iowa State. They're the hottest team in the country since they had a they redeemed yep. themselves with the Iowa State loss. We both think that if they didn't slip up against Kansas State in that game at home the first week of the year, yep. that we would be we'd be getting ready for Alabama, Oklahoma. Well, yeah, well, Kirk Herb Street said it. Yeah, Herb <laughs> Street said it. He said on the show, Oklahoma is the last team in college football you want to play right now. Their offense is home. Their defense is playing better than we've seen it in five, ten years. Um, and they I mentioned this guy's name. They, we, they have a guy on the defensive side of the ball named Ronnie Perkins. He is a stud. He's a defensive end. He's a 6'2", 290-pound defensive end. He is a phenomenal football player. He'll make an impact, I promise. And I think he is going to be a guy who's going to cause Kyle Trask some issues without Kyle Pitts in the offense. And for all we know, we'd be getting ready for another – uh, Alabama blowout of Oklahoma in the playoff. A yearly tradition yes. of an SEC yes. blowing at Oklahoma. Uh, quickly, Iowa State, Oregon. We saw Iowa State get routed by the team we just mentioned. Well, not routed. I think they lost like a touchdown against Oklahoma. They rallied back. Oregon, a surprising team to see here in the New Year's Six. They miraculously got into the Pac-12 championship because of um, Washington's opt-out. And now they're playing Iowa State. And I, I think 
I want to do this quickly. I think Oregon's going to win this game. I think Oregon is a good bowl game team. I think Mario Cristobal gets his teams up yep. for big games. You look at their track record over the last couple of years and their big games, other than the, the heartbreaking loss to Auburn in Dallas at the last second last year. Mm-hmm. They get up for their bigger <laughs> games, and I am going to take uh, Oregon to beat uh, who's Iowa State by a field goal. What about you? Yeah, man, you, st- you stole my thunder. I'm going uh, Oregon too. Um, you mentioned that Iowa or Oregon gets up for bowl games, and you wonder if motivation is an issue for Iowa State. Uh, they had a chance to potentially make it into the college ball playoff. They had a chance. And they lost Oklahoma. Now they're not. You wonder how motivation is a factor. <clears throat> man, Oregon's got a defense, man. Kayvon Thibodeau yeah, on the yeah, outside. Guys in the fit- is Thibodeau? Yes. Is Thibodeau that his name? Yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau, that guy is going – some NFL defensive coordinator Ooh. very <clears throat> grateful for that man one day. Dude, he he reminds me like a Chase. He's a Chase Young type guy, but I think he's faster than Chase Young. I think he's I better. Feel, I think he's I, more I elusive than Chase Young is. He feels like he's more athletic than like he is. He is all over the field. I think you could put him at outside linebacker, defensive end. He it's incredible. He's ne- he's next year's class, right? He's not this year's class. <clears throat> he's next year's draft. Yeah, he's yeah he's next year's class. No, he got, yeah he's he's a he, he's a he sophomore be, this year, but um he's the top overall pick in next year's draft. Oh, 100%. And I think also Tyler Show done a good job this year in the offensive quarterback. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> quick score prediction. I'll, I'll take Oregon. I think it's close. And I think it's going to be a defensive battle. I'll take Oregon. I'm going to go with field goal. I'll go 24-21. I think the Ducks win. I have 40-37 win for the Ducks. High score. Dang, nice. I, I like it. it uh, let's fly through these next two. UNC, Texas A&M. Last time we saw UNC play, they were in the same stadium where they've been playing when Next week, Hard Rock Stadium, they ran for like 700 yards, if not more. Javante Williams, the running back, has opted out. He was not going to play in the bowl game. They have their other running back, which whose name just escaped my mind, Michael? Or oh, Carter. Michael Carter. Michael Carter, right? Mm, yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, he is going to be playing for all I know. Sam Howell, you know, he is early, early favorite for next year's Heisman, possibly. UNC have been playing really good. They were due for a big game against Miami. They got it. They ran for what, like they scored 62 points, ran for 700 yards. Yep. Texas A&M's that X-Factor team. The only time we've seen them lose was that game to Alabama. And yep. they've been rolling ever since. They had a couple close games. LSU was like the 20-7 to game. Didn't play the perfect game against Tennessee. And as a result, did not make the college football playoff. And now here they are mm-hmm. playing a good North Carolina team. What do you think is going to happen in this game? Yeah, I think it's the opposite of Iowa State, where Iowa State, I question their motivation um, and how well they're going to play. I think it's the opposite of Texas a and I think they're going to get up, and I think they're going to come out firing. They are, of course, angry right now. Uh, we've seen the frustration from not only Jimbo Fisher, but Kellen Mond, who, quote, in a tweet, said it's a joke. Um, these guys are frustrated. Uh, they're really frustrated with the way that the committee handled their ranking. Um, and I get it. I get why they're frustrated, but I also get why they didn't make it in. The committee loves conference championships, and they love competing in those. Um, I think A&M, they're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I think North Carolina's a really good team. I think they are. I think they're a phenomenal team. Sam Howell, one of the best young quarterbacks in all of college football. But I think they're – I think Texas A&M, they're going to line up behind that big offensive line. They're going to feed Isaiah Spiller. I think they're going to run it right down North Carolina's throat. And I think Texas A&M – I think they win by two touchdowns, actually. North Carolina has struggled at times in bigger games. Um, they've also had some slip-ups and some smaller games. They're, they're very inconsistent this year. We've yeah. seen them really good. We've seen them really bad. We've seen Sam Howell really good, really bad. I think this is one of those games where A&M lines up and physically beats them, and I think A&M 
wins by two touchdowns. I think I think North Carolina is playing pretty hot. I'm going to take Texas A&M in a close game. I'll take the Aggies by six, like 34-28. They, oh, they yeah. have some trouble stopping the run. I, I know, well, my yes. sense how much Michael Carter can carry the load. I don't know who the running backs are behind him, but I think that if UNC can run the ball, establish the run, get Sam Howe going, I think they're going to keep it close. I'm going to take Texas A&M in a close game, and I think this is Kellen Mond's last game as a Texas A&M yep. I don't know if their fans are happy or upset about that. The inconsistencies that he's brought them over the last several years. Uh, last year, six game, Georgia-Cincinnati. Just give me a quick score prediction on this. Yeah, I we have been high on Cincinnati all year. I've been really high on them. I'm not high on them in this game. Uh, I think Georgia wins this game. Uh, you know what? I think it's closer. I think it's. A, I think I'll give Georgia a ten point victory. Cincinnati. Ever since that, you know, they played Eastern Carolina. They won. They beat UCF. Since that UCF game, they just looked off. It's been defensively they haven't looked as sharp. Offensively they've struggled. They've been in these close battles. It has not been the same Cincinnati team we're used to. And Georgia. They got a quarterback. Uh, JT Daniels is I saw playing him as play good as anybody Missouri. in the country. He's the best Georgia quarterback I've ever seen. Dude, unbelievable. He is playing top of his game. That running attack is getting going again. Uh, Samir White, just uh, an unbelievable player. I think Georgia wins this game by 10 points. I think they're going to come out fired up too. Uh, I think they're looking forward to next year. JT Daniels more than likely going to stay an extra year. And, again, I just – Cincinnati right now, I think since they have not played well recently, that defense has struggled, and that Georgia offense is hot. So you got a struggling defense and a hot offense, put those two together. I like the offense. I think the Dogs win by 10 points. It's also in Atlanta. Um, you got a big home base there for the Dogs. So I think they – I think Kirby Smart picks up another bowl win. Yeah, if we're doing the motivation scale from, like, where, like, Iowa State is and where, like, Texas A&M is, I think Cincinnati yep. is kind of in the middle yep. of that. They're not – they're frustrated they yep, didn't make the agreed. playoff, but they've also haven't been playing well lately. I think yep. it's the Georgia 20-point win, 35-15. Georgia's going to think physically pound them at the line of scrimmage, similar to what they did to Missouri. Run the ball with their four different backs they have. A lot yep. of JT Daniels play action. A lot of why can't they? George Pickens, who is an outstanding wide receiver. Yes, phenomenal the receiver. The tight end also. Another guy, I can't think of his name this second. When I saw him play against Missouri, this guy's six foot seven, looked like the greatest tight end I've ever seen in my life. Yes. He's a oh freshman my gosh. Out of, I, oh, freshman what's his? Uh, Darnell, Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington is going to be a household NFL tight end in like four years from now. He is. Yes. He looks like Rob Gronkowski on the field. Phenomenal. I think we're going to see some of him against Cincinnati. Yeah, he does. He does. The Bearcats, you know, they've been inconsistent. They've, I guess they are undefeated. People are arguing they shouldn't make the playoff. But I'll be taking Georgia, once again, close to home. Taking the dogs as they finish the season strong. They won last year's Sugar Bowl against Baylor. They lost the Sugar Bowl the year before against Texas. I think they're kind of due for another bowl win. So taking Georgia there. Quickly, a couple bowl games that we've happened so far. Coastal Carolina Liberty tonight. I know we had the Dolphins-Raiders crazy game tonight. This game was crazier, I promise. The fumble that Liberty had yeah. at the goal line at the end of regulation was arguably the craziest football play I've ever seen in my life. Did you uh, tell us what? <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, it was so crazy. You know, I'm watching and there's 50 seconds and Liberty's just trying to run the clock out. They didn't want to score a touchdown to give Coastal Carolina time. Gets caught in the big, gets caught in the crowd. 
it fumbles the ball. I, I couldn't believe it. My Wi-Fi was cutting in and out tonight, but I caught that play. I just unbelievable, just crazy. Um, I think this is telling of Coastal Carolina. Um, we've been. It, it also, I think, is. I mean, this group of five teams every year. You know, I think Coastal Carolina. I think motivation might have been a little tough of an issue for them because they could have argued, why weren't we in a New Year's Six game? We won more games than Cincinnati. We also played BYU, who was top 15 at the time and beat and they them. were undefeated i think exactly so i think coastal could have argued why weren't we in a new year's six bowl was was the motivation there i don't know anyway they still played well grayson mccall for coastal carolina a redshirt freshman quarterback good. he's gonna be he a star good, good he's gonna be a star he yep. is he was the team's leading passer and the team's leading rusher had over 400 all-purpose yards unbelievable player i mean and malik willis same way leading the passer Auburn leading rusher the two quarterbacks yes so two great quarterbacks, a great matchup. Uh, how about Hugh Freeze? Do you think he'll get a head coaching job at a bigger school next year? Tennessee, I'm waiting to see what Tennessee does with Jeremy Pruitt. And Auburn still yep. has not hired a head – no, they hired – never mind. They hired the Boise State. They did, yeah. Boise yep. State, please hire Kellen Moore as your head coach. That's all. That's, That'd be crazy. That would make me happy. That would be crazy. <laughs> uh, BYU-UCF happened two miles that way. Zach yep. Wilson is second-best <laughs> quarterback in this draft class. No one can tell me otherwise. He's better than Justin Fields, Kyle Trask, Kyle, uh, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. He's better than all of them. No question. Yeah, I I have been high on BYU all year. And you kind of laughed at me sometimes because I've been a little too high on them, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but Zach Wilson, I think the fashion in which they beat UCF is more impressive. UCF, Dylan Gabriel – has been one of the best quarterbacks in the country in terms of pass yards per game. He was held to 217. This BYU defense, I've talked all year. They're nasty. They play physical, and they did that. They shut down UCF, but, man, Zach Wilson, I, I'm jumping the NFL. I'm a Washington football team fan. My brother's in the other room. He is, too. We want Zach Wilson to go to Washington. We want Zach Wilson, or I do, Dwayne to be guys by the Washington football this? team. Oh, man, he is not the future. He is anything but the future. But, I mean, Zach Wilson, five pounds. I mean, you were there. What did you see from Zach that was just set apart from every other back in the draft right now, you think, except for Lawrence? What I saw was a lot of wide-open receivers and a lot of great passes. No, they that BYU offense has been – Probably pretty underrated. I wish I would have watched some more BYU games this year. It's one of the things that I regret from this college ball season. That offense is so good. He throws so many just great passes. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he is in the run game is not something I realized until he's running straight at me in the end zone. He is as good as I, – I really think he can be an NFL great, a great NFL quarterback. Yep. The moment he enters the league, just because of the fact that he has – he can run the RPO. He can run the read option. Yep. He, has the ball, he has great accuracy. I think that an NFL team is going to get very lucky. Hopefully, then it's the New England Patriots. But, you know, <laughs> he reminds me. He reminds me a lot. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. He reminds me a lot of Kyler Murray. He's not the biggest quarterback in the world, but he's mobile and he's got an arm. I mean, I know he's not the exact same. I know he's a I different. I think Kyler Murray's a lot faster, but I like. I do too. I like um, Wilson's arm more. He reminds me of. I I can't put the like, finger on it. Like I. It's it's not like a quarterback I've seen because he's just such a great runner. He's maybe like Deshaun Watson, but yeah, I could see that a little bit. I don't know. He is. He, I'm telling. You, he's this guy's going to be one of a kind, and he he's going to be very very good. 
when he reaches the NFL. Uh, NFL previews. Let's hit them. Let's talk about let's a couple games. Let's talk about let's talk about the Dolphins game tonight. Finally, Miami comeback of the season. Down what two points with twenty seconds to go. Fitzpatrick throws a heat mm-hmm. down to Matt Collins down the left sideline. Gets the feet down. Add fifteen yards from a face mask. But so defensive tackle making a bad decision sets up the Jason Sanders game-winning field goal and the Miami Dolphins are in strong strong playoff contention with one win away from making it a just a weird game the Vegas decided not to score the touchdown similar to what Liberty did they ran the ball with Josh Jacobs he stood up short of the goal line settled for the field goal and then they ended up losing the game two attack of layer was benched Ryan Fitzpatrick came in relief did what Ryan Fitzpatrick does in late games and late in the season the Fitz magic Thoughts on this game, Garrett? Well, I also have an allegiance to the Tennessee Titans. Um, and we had a chance to clinch playoff berth with a oh, Raiders victory. Let's wait till tomorrow. Clearly that does not happen. So a little heart, a little heartbreaking, but um, no, a phenomenal game all around by both teams. Um, the Dolphins, I mean, talk about resiliency from Ryan Fitzpatrick. This guy has bounced around his career from team to team, and he's really done well with Miami. I think Miami's been his big breakout. Um, but it's a gutsy call by Brian Flores to bench to attack Maloa, who, I mean, didn't have the greatest stats, only had five incompletions, 94 yards, and a touchdown. It's but not he like he was playing, playing awful. <clears throat> he, no, he wasn't playing great, but I didn't think he was playing the worst, you know, we've seen. But a great call by Flores. I mean, it was. And I think, you know, they ended up getting the win. And for the Raiders, it, just another disappointing loss. I think John Gruden, um, I mean, you have what you wanted You're right there. I think the face mask was really what killed them. I mean, it was a long pass by Fitzpatrick. It would have been like face a 50, got to them. yard field without the face mask. Yeah, I mean, and that's a tough play. It's Jason Sanders. I mean, He's can he make kicker, seven yards? I don't know. He's a good kicker. But um, Derek Carr, a great game, 336 yards and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs, 69 yards. Um, a great one for the Dolphins. And as you mentioned, they're in prime position to make the playoffs, sitting at 10-5. and five. Their division right now, it's the Bills and them. I mean, those are the two teams right now. And I think, you know, I think the Bills are having a great year. The Dolphins have a chance. If they get in the playoffs and they get hot, uh, they'll have a chance to go. Brian Flores is a really good coach. And their defense, I like their defense a lot. So it's a great victory. Um, and you're right. They're in great position to make the playoffs and potentially make a splash in the playoffs. Uh, Niners upset the Cardinals earlier today. What was it 20 to 12? Something like that. That was crazy. It's crazy. Weird, weird game. The Niners missed some field goals. The Cardinals had a chance. Murray threw a couple of bad interceptions. The Chicago Bears are right there on the cusp of the playoffs now. They control their own destiny. What happened to the Cardinals today? Cardinals. It's been a tale of two tail tale of two tails for them. Um, I mean, we, they started the season, and I think everybody was talking about, oh my gosh, the Cardinals, one of the best teams in the NFC, kind of one of the quarterbacks in the entire league in seven, and are at risk of not making the playoffs at all. Um, I don't know how they blew this one. Uh, C.J. Beathard was the quarterback for the Niners. He took over for Nick Mullins. Nick, Nick Mullins did not make an appearance today. How about Jeff Wilson Jr. for the Niners? 183 yards on the ground. I mean, what? It, it was just crazy. And Kyler Murray, now 31 for 50 and one interception. He just did not look the same. Um, it's it's been that it's been that way though recently for Kyler Murray. He has not been the same quarterback we're used to. Um, it, it just felt weird. It was the return of George Kittle. He had 92 yards receiving today on four receptions. So it's good to see him back in the game. Um, but it just is 
I don't know. I don't know what happened to the Cardinals. It, it's Kingsbury is struggling right now for that rhythm, and they are struggling to find anything positive right now for this Cardinals. Yeah, which is a weird, weird game. The Niners, you know, they're one of those few teams in the league that can beat anyone and lose to anyone, no matter if it's Garoppolo or Mullins or even C.J. Beathard today. Mullins wasn't yep. playing well. I'm surprised they didn't make this move maybe a couple weeks earlier. Yep. Great win for the Niners, even though they're not making no. the playoffs again this year. Maybe next year if they have everyone back healthy, they're going to make a run back at the Super Bowl like no. they did last year. The Chicago Bears, it's crazy to think that the Bears are yep. two away from making the playoffs. We're going to see a, a Bears. Uh, it's crazy, man. Bears-Saints, God, that would be an ugly game. Uh, what else we got? Oh, my Mikey gosh. Mikey Alvin Kamara, five touchdowns yesterday. Are the Saints the best team in the yep. NFC? I should have had six. No, he, no, he had six, almost at seven. Oh, six touchdowns. My God. Uh, are the Saints the best team in the NFC? Yeah. I think they are. Uh, they get Drew Brees back. In, I mean, Drew Brees, look. He's not playing well. He didn't play well. He had two interceptions, 311 yards. No, not play well at all. Still found a way to win. Uh, I mean, like I said, Alvin Kamara should have had seven touchdowns. They put Taysom Hill in for one. But, I mean, he – the Vikings couldn't stop him. This was a unbelievably high-scoring game, 52 points for the Saints. I didn't see that coming. Look, they've been good, but I worried with Drew Brees and him not playing well with an injury. Can they score? Where's the offense going to come from? That's where it came from, Alvin Kamara. I think the Saints are the best team in the NFC right now. The Packers, Packers are still questionable to me. I think their offense is good. Another offense is really good. But the defense, their defense has not been great this year. Um, and the Saints have a very good defense. It was an off game for them yesterday. Kirk Cousins and uh, Dalvin Cook and company had a good game. But the Saints, uh, they're getting hot again. And if they get in the playoffs and they play like this with that offense and the defense starts to step up again, oh, my goodness. Let's, it let's, will be difficult to stop them. Let's quickly transition that because you mentioned the Packers, who are, yep. what, 11-2 and two right now. Their only losses are that weird game to Tampa Bay. Well, okay, 11-3. and 11-3. and three. They lost a, hmm. lost a weird game to Tampa Bay. They lost a yep. They lost to the Vikings where they kind of were sleepwalking at home. And yep, the they have the lost to Indianapolis in overtime. They have a huge game tomorrow yep. against your Tennessee Titans who are, have been playing huge. good football yep. lately. They beat Detroit last week. They had the win against Jacksonville a couple weeks before. Yep. Derek Henry has been as hot as ever. He is carrying the entire state of Tennessee on his back. They're going to Lambeau tomorrow Sunday Night Football. What are some of the things you're watching for in this game? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. Uh, we are all – here in Tennessee, so pumped for this game, excited to see the Titans. They're hot again. They finally picked up some steam. And you know what? I'm sure you heard, Harrison, there was a uh, tragic event yesterday yeah, in Nashville, the explosion in downtown. Um, I, think the ta- I think the team is going to rally behind that. Uh, Tennessee tough is kind of their saying. Um, I think they're going to come out, and I think they're going to hammer it on the Packers. The Packers, look, they have one good win this year, and it's against the Saints. Every other team they've beaten does not have a winning record. Not one team they've beaten besides the Saints has a winning record this year. I think they're good. I think Aaron Rodgers is good. But, man, I think Mike Vrabel, it's going to be a heavy dose of Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill He's going to continue to use that play-action pass game. I think the Titans come out. I think that – you know what? I'm going to go crazy. I think they win. I'm going to go two touchdowns. I think everybody's saying it's going to be a three-point game. I think the Titans come out. And they put it on the Packers and went by two touchdowns. I really do. I was just counting those wins in my head. I just realized that Green Bay has not beaten a team with a winning record. They beat Detroit, who's 500. They beat Minnesota, who's like yep. two games under 500. They beat San Francisco, who's like two games under 500. 
Houston's not 500. Jacksonville, they, Green Bay is missing the other than the New Orleans game when it was was Breeze even starting? It was Breeze, but Breeze that was a they were without Michael Thomas. Yeah, Kamara didn't play either that game. That was very early in the year. <laughs> yeah, they, they've kind of they need a another prove it game to put, bring some momentum into the postseason. I think they'll win away. Yeah, clinching the number one overall seed, where we know in twenty twenty there's only one team that gets the buy, and you know the home field advantage that Green Bay has just because of that weather. When it's kind of a dome or a warm weather team comes in there, it makes a, that much of a difference. Yep. I, I think Tennessee's going to win this game also. Green Bay has been susceptible against the run. We saw some Mike Davis last week, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Even uh, it was – who was it? Detroit was running the ball on them. Yep. Yep. DeAndre Swift and Adrian Peterson. <clears throat> I think that we're going to see Derrick Henry go for 150-plus low, low-scoring yep. game, like 23-16. I think Tennessee pulls it off. I can see they it. have to put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers. And we know we've talked about yeah. on defense. They can't win this game if they don't put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. No, that's going to be the million-dollar question here. And I think the Titans, uh, I've seen in the past few weeks after that, well, granted, they played the Jaguars and the Lions, but you're starting to see a guy, Harold Landry from Boston College, he's starting to step up as the guy to get pressure on the quarterback. I think if he gets going, their secondaries actually played pretty well recently. Uh, Dory Jackson's back in the lineup. Uh, Kevin Byard's first interception last week. Desmond King. They're starting to get going. It's just can that front seven get enough pressure? If they can get pressure on Rodgers, make his life tough, they will win this game big because I promise you that Packers defense is not going to be able to stop that double hammer with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. They're not. I mean, and Vrabel knows that. Vrabel knows he can run the ball with Henry 30 times and gain positive yards on 29 of those 30 rushes. That's just how he is. But I'm excited. I mean, I know Tennessee fans here, the whole city is pumped. I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. I think it's just going to be a great game. But I think I think the Titans win this game. I'm going to go 14. I, think I am. All right. Uh, NFC West, basically, the NFC West championship game in Seattle tomorrow. The Rams are at the Seahawks. They yep. a few weeks ago down in L.A. The Rams basically dominated them, won that game by a touchdown, controlled the ball the whole way. No Cam Akers for the Rams tomorrow. He has played run the ball very well lately. They'll be down to Daryl Henderson Jr. and Malcolm Davis. Malcolm, mm-hmm. yeah. Who? <clears throat> His name's not Malcolm Davis. Malcolm Brown. Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm all over the place. It's 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 twelve minutes. <laughs> it's it's almost bedtime. Uh, I'm gonna take. Oh Seattle. yeah, Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. You're Malcolm right. Brown. Yeah, Malcolm I knew Brown. I had that. Uh, I'm gonna take Seattle to win this game at home. I think I I know there's no fans there, but that's still a tough place to play. I think that Seattle kind of senses the urgency. They didn't play a great game against Washington last week, and the Rams coming off a brutal, brutal loss. The the brutalest of all losses to the New York Jets at home last week, the New Jets' first win of the season. <laughs> I'm going to take Seattle by a touchdown just because, you know, they've won this division countless times over the last 10 years with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. I think they find a way to do it again. I'm going to take him 23-16. Another, they just had 23-16 for the last four. 30-23. Seattle's defense playing better. They have all the running backs healthy. Carson, Penny, Carlos Hyde. The receivers, Metcalf and Lockett, are as healthy as they've been all year. I know they've missed a couple of games. Metcalf is – we're going to see Metcalf versus Jalen Ramsey, which is a great matchup. Jared Goff, we can see how he balances back. Seattle's defense has gotten better from week to week ever since they had the Carlos Dunlap trade. Uh, Jamal Adams has come back from his injury. That defense is playing well. We'll see how they can stop the Rams offense tomorrow. 
Yeah. You know what? <clears throat> Let me ask you a question real quick. Yeah. Harrison, who do you think is more upset after the loss last week? Rams fans because they uh, lost to a Jets fans. team you don't, you don't or Jets fans the because they you now – You don't need no to finish the question. It's the Jets fans. The Jets fans – some of the things – I have a lot of Jets fans in my life. Some of the things I've heard from them over the past week are some of the greatest I, – I, I hate the Jets. I love what I'm hearing. This is yeah. – they are so upset because they missed out on Trevor Lawrence. Well, they could still get him. Of obviously, course. Jacksonville can still win a yep. game in the next two weeks. Anything is possible in the National Football League. I, it's you're missing out on Trevor Lawrence, Jets fans. You you just lost on Rams. The Rams fans, wherever you are out there, I'm sure they exist somewhere deep deep in the woods, deep somewhere out there. There are a couple of Rams fans. They 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 don't care. They're still going to win the division. If not, they can go. They yeah. can go watch the Lakers. Uh, they're still gonna be fine. They can watch the Lakers. They're, they're, yes, exactly. They, they, they got basketball. Yeah, go on with go on with your uh, score prediction. Yeah, I think um, I think you're spot on. I think that I'm gonna take Seattle. I think it's a close game. Uh, I think the Rams, despite that loss last week, uh, they're gonna be competitive uh, as they should be. Uh, their defense has been stepping up this year. Aaron Donald's been a freak. He's been one of the best players, if not the best defensive player in the entire league. Um, so I'll take Seattle. By seven points, I think it's close. I think Jared Goff makes some plays, but I just I'm not sold on them. We've been off and on with them all year, and now that loss to the Jets, how real are they? Uh, I think they're still going to win the division, as you mentioned, but I think Seattle gets the best of them. I think they're going to win that game. I'll go 24-17. Okay, uh, another game with big playoff implications: the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we've been kind of sus about. Over this all season long, even when they were playing close games with the Titans and Cowboys, and who was it? Uh, another bad close game against the Baltimore. They won the last yep. play of the game, also. Then they lose yep. to Washington, and they lose to Buffalo, and they lose to Cincinnati. And now they're up to an 11 and three and sitting at the three seed in the AFC, taking on Indianapolis, who has a good defense. They're 10 and four this year. They're playing good football. They had a close win against Houston last Sunday. Phil Rivers against Ben Roethlisberger. We talked this for the last time they'll ever play in their career. Two guys in that same draft class going at Pittsburgh tomorrow. I'll start off. I think Pittsburgh is due for a bounce back game. I'm going to take them 2017. I think it's going to be a low score game. We're going to see a lot of defense, a lot of turnovers from these two quarterback, these two turnover prone quarterbacks. Pittsburgh has to figure out a way to run the ball. I don't know if well, yeah. tomorrow, but. Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland, Jalen Samuels. They have all these running backs. Yep. You know how to run the ball. You have to be the worst running offense in the league. You can't rely yep. on the passes and the Deontay Johnson drops every week. What do you think yeah. of this game? Well, and maybe if uh, maybe Juju will finally show up that now that yeah. he stopped dancing on logos. Yeah, he has um, one hundred um, yard games since Antonio Brown left. I'm not sure why he's dancing on that. Yeah, it's terrible. I, mean, I, you know, I've been, I, I've been, honestly, I'm going to kind of go on a different story here. I've been kind of frustrated with them. Um, with him especially, you know, Juju has been talked about coming this year as a top-tier wide receiver, he's, like one of the best, you know, one of the best in the division. Right I'm going to freeze you. Do you know where Juju ranks among receivers in the NFL in yards right now? Oh, terrible. Awful. He's like, I think it's 47. 47th receiving yards. And we're talking That's about this terrible. Guy. That's pathetic. For a wide receiver one? Awful. Yeah. Well, and I get, you know, I'm watching him play. I mean, last week, He's dancing the logo, and then he catches three balls, fifteen yards. I'm like, dude, like, stop dancing and practice and play. Um, that's my little. I, I just have been frustrated with Juju recently. Yeah, I don't get dancing. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of childish. But anyway, um, I have to agree with you. I think they're due for a bounce back game. I think, and you said it perfectly. That rushing attack has been 
awful all year. Uh, it's been non-existent. Um, I think it's finally going to wake up. The Colts, they've been playing well defensively this year. But the Colts are another one of those teams where it feels like you're getting a different team each week. Like one week you're going to get a really high-powered offensive team, and the next week they don't play good offense, they play great defense, and the next week they don't show up at all. So I think the Steelers win this game. I think it's a very close game uh, in Pittsburgh. It's going to be cold there. It's going to be really cold there. So I know both teams are going to try to rely heavily on the run. But I think the Steelers, I think they're due for a bounce back game. I think they'll win. I'll go three points. I think it's very close. All right, let's fly through some score predictions. Chiefs trying to lock up the number one seed tomorrow, taking on Atlanta at home. Atlanta had a 17-0 lead last week against Tampa Bay, blew it and lost. (laughs) Give me a score prediction, Falcons at Chiefs. Uh, I'll go Chiefs. I'll go Chiefs 27-10. I think they went at home by that much. I think they went by 17, yeah. I'm taking Chiefs 37-17. Giants at Baltimore. Baltimore fighting for a playoff spot. They could have moved up to that seventh seed with the Miami loss tonight. Miami won. Baltimore needs wins and help. Hosting the Giants, Daniel Jones coming back tomorrow. Who do you like? Yeah, we're starting to see Lamar Jackson kind of get going again. Uh, they're frustrated. Uh, they know playoffs are not guaranteed right now. I think Lamar Jackson's a big game. The Giants have just struggled. They've been struggling ever since. And with a loss, the Washington football team would clinch a playoff. Actually, no, no, yeah, it would clinch a playoff. If they win, if the Washington football team wins and the Giants lose, Washington clinches the division. I think – Ravens are going to run. They have struggling severely. I don't even – is Daniel Jones playing tomorrow? Daniel Jones is going to play. Okay. I, I still think the Ravens win. I think instead of a 30-point loss, I think it's a 20-point loss. I think the Ravens win by 20. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens also. I'm going to go by 21, uh, 42-21. 20, uh, Panthers at Washington, you just mentioned. Ron Rivera, revenge game. Give me a score. Yeah, uh, well, Antonio Gibson back for the football team. He has That's been huge. one of those sensational rookies. Uh, McLaurin out. It's important to note, Terry McLaurin out. And we don't know about Alex Smith yet. We're hoping he comes back. I, as a football team fan, am done with Dwayne Haskins, as are all the other fans. Um, but I think for Ron Rivera, uh, he says it's not, but I think it's kind of a show-me game. I think he's going to go out there against his former team. I think that defense, that defense is just so good. Uh, they're one of the best in the NFL for a reason. They almost beat Seattle. I mean, Seattle – is a good team. And that was not a convincing win for them by any means. Washington clawed their way back into that one. Um, give me Washington. I think Washington wins by 10 points at home. I'll go Washington by 3, 23-20. Last game, we'll talk about Browns at Jets. Will the Jets win back-to-back games with the Browns, with their four receivers <laughs> out due to COVID? Do the Jets win again? Uh, and I, you know, I want to. I want to, but I, I don't see it happen. I, I they got their one win. They are going to try to lose the rest of their games. They don't want to keep winning. They want to lose, and they want to potentially grab that first pick. Uh, I think even with those four receivers out, Baker Mayfield makes enough plays. Nick Chubb runs the ball well, gets over 1,000 yards in the season. So I'll take the Browns on the road. I'll go – you know what? I think it'll stay closer. I'll go seven points. I think the Jets keep it close. I think it'll be – I'll take Browns by two touchdowns, 34-20. Both prediction, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, both have 20 carries tomorrow. I don't know when, if that's happened or when the last time that has happened, that two running backs on the same team get 20 carries. Maybe it happens more often than we think. That will happen tomorrow. Let's do, let's wrap up with this upset of the week. Go through this late. Find me an upset. All right. You want NFL? You want college football? NFL. Ooh, NFL. Let's see. Upset of the week. All right. Golly. There's so many straight for. All right. Yeah. Well, all right, you know what? Here, I'll find one. You're going to like this one. You're going to like this one a whole lot. 
If it's New England against Buffalo, you should hold it back because it's not going to happen. <laughs> I will take New England. That is about the only game I can find with an upset that I really – you know what? No, you know what? I, I'm not being unrealistic. I'll take the Cowboys. Cowboys are a three-point underdog against the Eagles. Um, I think Jalen Hurts has been playing well. Uh, he's proven himself to be a starter next year in the NFL. Um, but Andy Dalton's also been playing better for the Cowboys. The Cowboys – are still in reach of a playoff, but crazily enough, I, it's a very, very slim chance. Anything but they're still in position. Anything is possible, I have to agree. And the Cowboys actually is a reason they've been playing better. Granted, they played the Bengals, Niners, but I could. They're a three-point underdog. Get, give me the Cowboys. The Cowboys beat the Eagles. All right, I was going to say Cowboys, but I'm going to go out on a limb with another one. Jacksonville over Chicago. Chicago is hyping up. Oh, all right. As Arizona lost today, they're going to go out. Oh, we're going to control the number one, the number seven seed tomorrow. We're going to the playoffs. This is a Mike Lennon revenge game. Mike Lennon, a former yes. Bears quarterback, starting for Jacksonville. That warm weather. I think, and then Jacksonville is going to lose out on the number one pick because they're going to beat the Chicago Bears tomorrow. That's my upset of the week. Let's wrap up with this. Give Can me you a imagine break, a breakout player tomorrow? Any team, any game in the NFL. Give me a player who's just going to break out. A breakout player. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go – I mentioned this guy a little bit earlier. Um, coming off injury, I'll, I'll take Antonio Gibson. Um, this is his first game in two games now. Uh, and the pan defensively this year, they have just not been good at all. I mean, they have been really hard on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so I'll take Antonio Gibson. He is a rookie sensation. Washington football team fans are pumped about him, including me, a talented young rookie player. He's just, he can do it all. He can, he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. Well, I think Antonio Gibson his first came back has over hundred yards. He's going to need to have over hundred yards because if Dwayne Haskins plays, I don't trust Haskins to win the game himself. I think Antonio Gibson has a big game. I do. I'm going to go another running back, Cleveland running back, Kareem Hunt. We mentioned him a couple minutes nice. ago. Uh, they have no Cleveland has no receivers. Cream Hunt's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. I say 20 carries, 10 catches for you, Cream Hunt. Close to 200 total yards for him. He's going to score two, three touchdowns. They're going to need him to have a big game. And if Cleveland wants to make a postseason run, they're going to need Kareem Hunt to help them carry the way there. Final thoughts as we head into what is going to be an exceptional week of football. Yeah, it's going to be a great week. You mentioned it. It is um. Now it's getting going. We've seen some bowl games. It's mostly been small bowl games. Today was the first day. It was a really good bowl game between Liberty and Coastal Carolina. But now it's getting going. Now we're going to see the big dogs playing. Actually, our Missouri Tigers in action this week. I will be there in Nashville. All right. On the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. But, um, I mean, sit back and enjoy it. This is really, you know, the end is almost here for football, for college football, I will say. So enjoy these last few games. Enjoy the playoff games. As Harrison mentioned, if Notre Dame wins, we will come on here and formally apologize. But enjoy the two playoff games. It should be a great – it should be a great up to the championship. And for the NFL playoff implications on the line this week, Packers, Titans, I think probably the game of the week. So you guys enjoy it, and we will hopefully be back on next week to uh, break some more stuff down with you guys. Yep, enjoy the football tomorrow. Enjoy the football all the week long, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The huge playoff games coming up this Friday and then the next Saturday and Sunday, NFL Week 17. We'll be back here probably next Saturday night to talk more NFL previews. Yeah. We'll recap hopefully a thrilling college football playoff and some great New Year's Six games. 
And thank you for starting your Sunday with us or starting your ending your Saturday, depending on what time you're listening to this. And we'll catch you right back here next time on Start Your Sunday, 88.1, <laughs> or on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll see you next time.